0: I'm Jim Cameron, Jim Cameron Consulting, broadcasting from the Fountainhead, the home of Synergy Billing, and I'm your host for Volusia Matters. News, interviews, and matters that impact Volusia County directly or indirectly. And now for the news. As you know, the legislature opened last week and senate president kathleen pasadomo's live healthy legislative package it's making its way to the senate floor and part of it aims to expand medical residency programs and includes nearly 800 million dollars for health care workforce education and training now across the hall House Speaker Paul Renner aims to focus on mental health and bringing more transparency about health care prices in addition to seeking better energy independence for Florida. Now, both leaders want to use money from the state's gambling deal that allowed Seminoles to offer online sports betting statewide to acquire conservation lands and invest in clean water infrastructure. Now, Pasadomo stated that expanding Medicaid eligibility, an idea backed by many Democrats, is not on the table. But the Senate also approved a package of public school deregulation bills, other bills, would ease access back into citizens insurance program, which critics say is a backtrack after lawmakers have worked to try to trim down the state-backed companies' policies and ease taxpayer exposure during last year's session. The necessary bill each session is the budget, and Governor DeSantis has already proposed a $114 billion spending plan. Also on the legislative front is Space Florida, the state's aerospace development authority, and they're working to strengthen Florida's standing as a global hub for aerospace commerce now their new CEO Rob Long says space transportation infrastructure will be critical as legislators file bills to expand Florida's current spaceport system territory to include Tyndall Air Force Base and Homestead Air Reserve Base. And Space Florida is also looking to make spaceport bonds tax exempt. And this could be crucial for the development of the space industry as the Space Coast expects to have approximately 100 launches this year. Next, in Washington, U.S. House Speaker Mike Johnson and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer reached a tentative deal to avert a government shutdown this Friday, January the 19th. It's a two step stopgap bill, and the new government funding deadlines will be shifted to March 1st and March 7th. Now, more details to be addressed, but the $1.66 trillion budget proposal will give the House and Senate more time to complete work on their 12 appropriations bills. An announcement of this Stopgap legislation has drawn opposition from the conservative House caucus because they want deeper spending cuts and stricter asylum seekers policy at the nation's southern border. And they've also been barking about that $34 trillion debt. Now let's see what happens. Next item last week i reported that the federal reserve seemed somewhat optimistic about the rate of inflation that last tracked at 2.6 percent and at their december 13th meeting they left interest rates unchanged and hinted that maybe three possible rate cuts could occur in 2024. However, the December Consumer Price Index report saw inflation increase 3.4%. Boo! And economists had predicted a monthly increase of 0.02%. But with that news, the stock market fell by more than 50 points. So it looks like the Federal Reserve will continue its plan to bring inflation to 2%, but they have to balance lending rates with maintaining a healthy economy. However, If inflation reading is higher than expected, it may potentially delay the stock market's anticipated rate cut hopes for 2024. Stay tuned. Next, the 2024 election cycle and major ballot issues. Now, Florida has one U.S. Senate seat up for election, That's Senator Rick Scott's seat. And then all 28 U.S. House seats will be up for election. And then in Tallahassee, 20 Florida Senate seats are up for election, while all 120 House seats are up for election. Now, as for constitutional amendments, for them to reach the 2024 ballot, proposed amendment must have and it must pass judicial review by April the 1st and have collected more than 900,000 valid signatures. Now, with the 29 amendments proposed, only three are actively really gathering signatures. First, legalization of recreational marijuana. We talked about this before, that they spent more than 40 million bucks and has collected over 1 million signatures. This one's very much likely to go to the ballot. Another constitutional issue, abortion as a right. It has over 900,000 signatures, but still yet to qualify for judicial review. But this one's very likely, I'd say. But then a third proposal is a right to clean and healthy water. And uh, that sounds great. Who can argue with the right to clean water? But if you look at the actual wording, it basically means that no state agency could ever issue another permit for any other project here in the state. Now, this proposal stems from a group called Rights of Nature Group, they have approximately 79,000 signatures to date, and that's a long way to go before that 891,000 required signatures. Next item, let's catch up on the latest in Volusia party registration numbers. First, Republican Party has 160,000 38 registered voters, and that's 39.7%. Democrats have 117,119, that's 29%. And then NPAs came in at 115,659, that's 28.7%. And then minor parties had about, eh, Ten thousand or so, two point or so percent. Now that the total number of registered voters in the Volusia County is four hundred three thousand three hundred forty-eight, so that's total registered voters here in Volusia County. On a related note, I want to mention the Florida Presidential Preference Primary will be Tuesday, March nineteenth. And early voting will take place from March the 9th to March 16th, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. at these locations, uh, Elections Office in the land, and then at the center at Deltona, uh, the Florence Little Town Hall in DeBerry, and at the Daytona Beach, Ormond Beach, and New Smyrna Beach libraries, as well as the Lakeside Center in Port Orange. Our next item on the agenda this week, January 16th, County Council is taking up the appropriations of that $328 million Community Development Disaster Recovery Block Grant for Hurricane Ian Recovery. And then council will also appoint a chair and at-large member to the code enforcement board as well as an at-large appointment to the environmental natural resources advisory board nrac then on january 17th daytona beach city commission will take up a flood control project feasibility study agreement between the army corps of engineers and the city Now this is that three million dollar study that Congressman Michael Waltz announced at a city commission meeting about a year or so ago and within the area of Orange Avenue, Bevel Road, Nova Road and Ridgewood Avenue. And on that same agenda, city commission will take up an ordinance relating to their charter review commission And it extends the time frame for appointments, number of town hall meetings, the deadline for their final report. Now, public hearing and final action will be February the 7th, and I'll be reporting on this in next week's podcast. And then the City Commission Daytona is also going to be taking up the Bike Week Master Plan as Bike Week comes forth in March. Now last week, the Volusia Beach Safety conducted more than 2,500 water rescues and responded to more than 1,100 medical emergencies. Now during those emergencies, time is of essence. So last week, Daytona Beach Shores City Commission passed a new ordinance requiring that addresses be visible on the beach side to help those rescuers navigate where to answer those emergencies. And those addresses must be at least 1 foot in height, and so if there's no seawall, there must be a, a sign or a fence. And I think this is a good example of the county working together with cities. Now moving on, City of Edgewater is seeking resident input with its second Community Vision Survey and their questions pertain to whether to pursue a city community center and whether to pursue waterfront access and the type of development within walking distance of the waterfront and whether to pursue mixed-use development and then what type of housing opportunities are needed in the city and also Location of sidewalks. This survey, they're asking that be back at City Hall by March the 1st. Now, next, these are some items that you might want to put on your calendar. February 14th, 12 noon, 2024, State of the County Luncheon. That's going to take place at the center at Deltona, located at 1640 MLK Boulevard in Deltona. This is an annual event where the council reflects on their partnerships and accomplishments from 2023 and outline their future goals. Next item, February 16th, and that's going to be the Volusia Economic Q4 Breakfast Meeting. That'll begin at 7.30 a.m. at Daytona International Airport. And Cyrus Callum, he'll give a uh, status report on the local economy, and they'll have a uh, top notch speaker. I highly recommend attending this. Then other meetings are going to include West Volusia Tourism Authority, January 17th, 9 a.m., Main Street DeLand Office, and that's 100 North Woodland Boulevard in DeLand, and the Halifax Area Advertising Authority. Their board meets that same day, January 17th, 2 p.m., at the Daytona Beach CVB office, and that's located at 140 South Atlantic in Ormond Beach. And then the River to Sea TPO, Transportation Planning Organization, meets January 24th, 9 a.m., Daytona International Airport. And next item, uh, going back up to Washington, The U.S. House approved legislation in that Senate Joint Resolution 38 by our Senator Marco Rubio, and that item passed uh, 209 to 198 votes with bipartisan support to undo a Biden administration rule meant to facilitate proliferation of electric vehicles charging stations it would force the Federal Highway Administration to adhere to the Buy American Act requirements for new electric vehicle charging stations. This legislation has already passed the Senate 50 to 48. And Senator Rubio stated that if we're going to spend $5 billion of taxpayer money to build electric vehicle charging stations for U.S. highways, We should be using American-made products. Lawmakers will vote again whether to override Biden's veto, but Senator Rubio said that's unlikely because two-thirds vote is needed in each chamber. The president is still pursuing his goal of having 50% of all new vehicle sales to be electric by 2030. Okay, today with us. We have South Daytona Mayor Bill Hall. Glad to have you with us today,
1: Bill. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for the invite, and uh, good seeing you this morning.
0: Okay, okay. Well, hey, I enjoyed coming down to your meeting the other night, though, and uh, an announcement was made about a South Daytona milestone.
1: (laughs) Tell us about that announcement the other night. Absolutely. It was it was my pleasure, along with the council, to to hear our city manager uh, inform us that the city of South Daytona is now debt free. Um, As as he brought up the other night in 2016, uh, we were roughly 20 million dollars in debt. We could not buy anything, really. Um, The storm that came through about that time one of the first acts I had to do as mayor was borrow uh, a little over a million dollars to help with storm cleanup. This, this past year uh, when the storms came through, we were actually able to have contracts in place that allowed us to get our uh, cleanup crews out there and get things picked up really ahead of everybody else. And uh, it, it was good because without having any debt, you're able to, uh, you know, to buy things, things were put on hold for years that we were not able to buy major pieces of equipment. I asked the chief the other night when you were there, if they had finally gotten rid of the Crown Victorias that were purchased under my administration when I was chief.
0: And, it was,
1: you know, the Crown Vicks were were great cars. But when they're, you know, 12, 14 year old police cars, they just don't have the uh, the life that they once had. So being debt free allows us to do more um, with the city, that it's a, it's a really is a great day for for our little community. You know, when, when 13,000 people have $20 million of debt on their shoulders, and, and I understand the philosophy, the philosophy is, you know, you, you borrow money for 30 years and everybody for the next 30 years has to pay for it. But the problem is, as we all know in life, when our, when our credit card debt gets too high, you know, we're still paying for things that, that we've really outused several years prior yep so uh, being debt free we're the second municipality Daytona Beach Shores mayor Nancy Miller always likes to get a little rib in on me sometimes that you know they were debt free about 18 months ago and you know we don't have the the per capita or the value property values that they have in the shores so it's a great accomplishment for for our manager Mr. Gillis and it's a great accomplishment for our city council because we all had to struggle with some of the same decisions. And it's a good day for South Daytona.
0: Well, again, congratulations on that. I know uh, everybody is really excited. I saw that the other night, though. But also at that meeting, though, I saw your police
1: chief, good friend, Mark Cheatham. And uh, what's the status of public safety say there in South Daytona? So we're we're really blessed. Um, you know, Mark has been with us for 25 years. He was a sergeant when I retired back in uh, eleven. And you know he's a, he's a good, stable force in the police department. We were fortunate in that the city manager uh, a few months ago hired a, a new fire chief. Uh, if you haven't met the fire chief, he's uh, he's very uh, innovative. He's taken the fire department and and to new heights and new standards. They're trying to get accredited. They're trying to do some things that have never been done with our fire department uh, previously. The chief is involved with our CERT group, our Citizens Patrol and Citizens Alert group. I mean, the fire chief has really stepped up and done some really interesting things. Uh, You know, he retired from a department up in Georgia, and he brought a lot of those ideas with him. It's fun to talk to him from time to time because he's still got that that Georgia draw when he talks. But, uh, he, uh, you know, I, I come by here on a pretty regular basis, City Hall, and you see him out running in their bunker gear you see them working out, they're responding to calls. I mean, they're just a, they do a monthly report. Jim, you probably ought to get a copy of the monthly report sometime and just outlines exactly what the fire department's doing per shift. So all three shifts put it together. You know, we're, we're very blessed being a, a small community. You know, one of the things that, that I enjoyed when I was chief was having the ability to go out and talk to people and, and, and being mayor, I get to go to their house without the, uh, without the badge and the gun kind of thing. And and we can sit and talk and, you know, there's a lot of problems can be solved at a kitchen table and a glass of iced tea, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: But, uh, Hey, shifting gears kind of referring back to previous question, though, you mentioned like storms and all, uh, flood control. That's been a major topic with a number of cities, especially here, uh, in Volusia County. And, has South Daytona experienced any type of flood control problems?
1: Well, I, I, you Important know, the problem. you know, the 20 20 plus inches that, that we all lived through. You know, my, my daughter's house flooded. Uh she lives in Lanard Park. There was, I don't think there was too much of the city that wasn't touched by that that amount of rainfall. Back when the streets were developed in Florida, the streets were designed to hold water. Um you know, with that much rain, yes, we had flooding. We had some houses that that I've heard that had counter height uh, water in their homes. I visited a few that were, you know, 15 and 18 inches deep in their homes. So, ab- absolutely, we uh, experienced flooding. So let's let's take a a, a a card from that and tell you exactly what we're trying to do about it. So, staff with uh, Mr. Gillis as a as an engineer has put together 11 major projects. That we would like to see um, come to life here in South Daytona. The eleven projects total about thirty-one and a half million dollars to try to avoid or get stuck flooding like we had uh, previously. If you get a copy of our newsletter, we outlined the uh, the eleven projects at thirty-one million dollars. You know some of some of the uh, projects that we're looking for. You know in- include stormwater they include ponds they include pumps they include all the things that that we've all used and then there's some new stuff in there that that allows us to uh, you know equipment purchases and things to to get some things done now let's tie that back around to our 21 million dollars in debt and some of these grants that we've asked for this 31 million is you know you have to have a city uh Participation or, or buy into some of these programs, and you know, before we didn't have the money to apply for some of these grants because of our debt. Well, now exactly. because because we have a healthy reserve, we can apply for a a three or four million dollar grant, and they say, well, you need you need five or ten percent matching. Well, you know what? We can do that. This past legislative session, we got seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars that we are able to match to line sewer systems or our stormwater systems. You know, um, there's a great video that, that we have here of, of groundwater intrusion. And we're able to go in and, and fix some of these pipes and some of this uh, water leakage without having to tear up the roads, without having to, to dig 15 feet down. And, and because of it, the cost and the expenses is reduced. The videos show that the program works. We've done Palmetto area. We've done Golfview area, we've done a lot of Palm Grove. Is the system perfect? Well, it's it's darn close. You know just just this year alone in the budget, we're going to replace five lift stations. You know we have 21 lift stations in South Daytona. We're going to replace five of them that's going to help not only today but in the future. and that, and that's what we're looking for. We have a little phrase and I know you you probably heard me say it the other night, it's called investing in us. Yep, And and that's what I want to do. We want to take the, the funds that we have and, you know, get these things done. I grew up in South Daytona and South Daytona was always a true bedroom community. People couldn't wait to, to live in South Daytona. And I want to carry that message forward and say, look, we're going to repave our roads. We haven't paved any major roads in South Daytona in a dozen years. Well, you know what? Now that we got some funding, we're going to be able to do some of that.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, just that's, like I said, that's a good financial picture and everything and just y'all are ahead of the game and all. I mean, so keep that going. Uh, again, shifting gears, as you know, the other day, Florida legislative session started and I believe it's the other night, uh, your city attorney, Wade, he had mentioned a couple of things that are going on in Tallahassee, that affects uh, cities, and you know, South Daytona and all. Anything in particular that you're looking at up there, legislative session in Tallahassee?
1: Well, I, I think anytime folks meet in Tallahassee can draw concern to everybody. Um, sure, there's there's a lot of things that are proposed, but you know, a lot of this, if I was to comment now, would probably be a little premature. Until we actually see some actions, yes, we're we're monitoring a few things. You know, the, the, the biggest thing that that we have is we all want to be control of our own government. You know, the city government is the closest form of government to the people. And the further away you get from the base of, of the your neighbors next door or the people you see in publics or or at the car wash, the, the further removed some of the ideas become. And and quite frankly, you know, investing in us and, and being a part of this community is is what we all want to strive for and whatever the legislature comes up with, you know, we're going to, we're going to like some of it. We're going to dislike some of it. But the main thing is to, to keep focus on our community.
0: Okay. Um, saw you the other day at Belusha elected officials round table. And so is there anything there that may have your attention attention of South Daytona per se? Uh, that you're looking at as far as Volusia
1: elected officials round table. So the round table is a a group of of gives the gives the mayors and representatives uh, the opportunity to sit at a table and and discuss openly some of the issues that we have. And you know, when I first got elected back in 16, the the round table was just that it was just getting started, really. There were a few meetings now. We have a uh, seems like we have a, either a Zoom call or a, a, a meeting almost every week anymore. And, and it's involvement. And that's what the mayors are trying to do. You know, we're not just a collective by our boundaries. Every one of us in, in Volusia County are affected by what somebody else does. If somebody puts in a, an apartment complex that's on the edge of South Daytona, well, you know what, that that impacts us as well when Volusia County does something that impacts the the municipal. So having the opportunity to sit and openly discuss things face to face is, is always a good thing, Jim. I agree. Cause that, that is a, that is that is a good, good forum though. And so any closing comments that you want to share with us, Bill? You know, I I just hope, yes, I'd like to wish everybody a a, a prosperous and, and good new year. I'd, I, for whatever reason, I've always enjoyed years that were even, even numbers, and always dreaded the odd numbers. So every other year, I really look forward to a to a good year. And you know, that's what I wish everybody for twenty twenty four. It's it's going to be a, a wild time in our country with the elections and all the bantering going back and forth. And I just I just hope that people will, you know what. Just be kind to each other. Just just reach out and say, "Hey, you know, this is this is where I live and what they do in D.C. or what they do in Tallahassee may or may not affect me directly, but as long as I can get along with my neighbor and you know he mows his grass and I mow my grass and then life goes on and you know we can we can all still be the one thing we all want to be and that's good Americans.
0: Well, that's that's
1: a good thought to
0: end with there and 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 let me just share myself uh, with you. Uh, you got a good crew down there at South Daytona. I mean, I enjoyed Les. I mean, he is great to work with. Always has been, though. But uh, Jay and uh, Josh McInerney and and your crew down there, Jason Aliva. I mean, just uh, just want to commend every one of them there.
1: You know, if if I can just comment on that, it it took the it took the council to pick Les, and and Les has picked a good crew to work with, and yep. you know as, as we both know, you don't leave a job because it's a job, you leave a job because of the boss. And you know what? Les has done an outstanding job with picking his crew. And, uh, we're, we're really proud of Les and we're really proud of, uh, the crew that he's picked. And the, I mean, you see the work ethic, you see the work that comes out and we couldn't, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't be debt free without Les and, and the crew that he picked. And there were some, there were some hard decisions that had to be made. And, you know, I'm really proud of Les, uh, for the decisions that he made. And and we're going to do what we can to support him. And all we ask is that the citizens give us a little chance to get some of these uh, $31 million worth of projects uh, moving forward. Well, Bill, thank you for being with us today. Thank you, Jim. Have a good new year.
0: I wanted to, again, remind people of the First Step Shelter's second annual Mayor's Gala on February the 3rd. This is where community leaders and corporate faith-based partnerships and uh, city and county partners are going to celebrate individuals making their way into housing and self-sufficiency. It begins at 6 p.m. at the Daytona Beach Hilton. And it's a black tie optional event and will include a cocktail reception, dinner, honoree awards, entertainment, and highlights of First Step Shelter. And sponsorships, table host, and individual tickets at $125 each are available now. So for more information, call Patrick Smith at 361-3800 for more details. And to finish up, look for a new podcast episode to be released next week. And the views expressed on this podcast may or may not necessarily express the opinions of Jim Cameron Consultant. And for more news, check out my newsletter. That thing is emailed every month in the first week of every month. And if you're not receiving it, call me at 566-2140 and my $1,000 guarantee still stands. And I also want to add my support for our law enforcement officials. I mean, these folks work around the clock, 24-7, holidays, everything, and they do a lot of those jobs, those difficult jobs that none of the rest of us would like to even be near. Again. Thank you to our law enforcement officials. And then I want to, and I want to be nice about it this time, I want to reiterate my support for Israel and Ukraine, and I also want to add my support for Taiwan. Let's pray that these countries that do a lot of good in the world, that they remain safe. Now, this is Jim Cameron signing off, saying God bless and roll tide.